Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Peter Dowd of theirishgardener.com uh, joining me. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you? Uh, um, very well. Very wet at the moment, but we're hanging in there. Uh, lots of people obviously wanting to cut back things at the moment. This is the kind of the year, isn't it? I always feel this is the time of year we're putting the gardens to sleep almost. We kind of are, aren't we? I think the Americans term it. I don't normally go for Americanisms, <laughs> but I think that their word for autumn, when they call it the fall, makes a lot of sense. The fall of the year and we're, we're putting, putting the garden to bed is right, yeah. Okay, so lots of uh, people, as I say, have questions to do with cutting back. Let me get uh, to uh, some of them. Catherine Inglamire was on. When is and is now the right time to cut back raspberry bushes? Do you know what? It is, and she's just reminded me of another another job on my own to-do list. So, yes, it, it is. And um, cutting back raspberries, it's, it's very, very straightforward. It couldn't be easier, and I often see articles in books and online, and they try and make it sound very confusing. But really, all you're doing when you're cutting back raspberries is you're looking for the, the, the shoots, the canes, if you like, which fruited this year. 
Uh, and they're very obvious now because they've gone brown in colour. They're kind of nearly woody-like. Um, so you just cut them to ground level. And the other ones that are green and very pliant in colour, um, or green in colour and very pliant, they, they are the ones which didn't fruit this year and they will fruit next year. So you leave them well alone and the brown ones, you just got back to ground level. And really any time between now and kind of January, February, but, but the sooner the better, really. Okay, and then somebody has an, it doesn't state the type of uh, shrubs, but a number of shrubs with flowers on them. Uh, they, there are flowers still on them, but they're withering. Is now the right time to prune them back? Again, we, we get questions like this quite often, Trish, and it's a, you can't obviously give a specific answer to that because there isn't, there isn't a catch-all time to cut everything back. But in terms of, I suppose, taking it from the question that there are still flowers on us, that, that kind of means that they are summer flowering are later okay so a good rule of thumb is if something is is spring flowering then it will flower on growth that was produced last year so in other words if something's going to flower let's say next spring let's say march april it's going to flower on growth that was made this year so cutting it back now you'll lose next year the spring flowers but if something's flowering on current year's growth in other words uh, plants that flower later in the summer they will flower. So in 2023, plants that will flower in late summer will be flowering on growth produced in 2023. So you can cut them back in the springtime to encourage plenty of new growth, which will hopefully lead to plenty of flowers. So hopefully that's a kind of good general guide in terms of how to cut back or what to cut back. Yeah, because Johnny is wondering about sunflowers. The beautiful sunflowers is now the right time uh, to cut them. Well, it depends what you want to do. Presuming that they're finished flowers, there's still a few flowers left in mind. The last, God help us, ones, you know, they're still struggling, even with all the rain. Uh, they must have they must have wondered what they did to, to end up growing in rainy Ireland. <laughs> but there you go. Um, so ones that have died back, you can you could I would let the seed heads go a bit, let them ripen a bit further. Obviously, you can leave them on and let the let the birds feed from them directly. Or alternatively, you can uh, harvest and dry the seeds. And, and sow them again next year or use them as a bird feed. Uh, but if, if the seeds have ripened, then yes, you, you can take them down now and remove the plant. And you have sunflower seeds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Jenny is in uh, Blackrock. She said she got a late rush on roses, she said, which was lovely to see. But she noticed yesterday in the garden that there's black spots on a lot of the leaves. They weren't there during the summertime. Advice, please. Well, do you know what? It's a good sign that they weren't there during the summertime. I mean, if you look at the amount of rain that we've had over the last month, it's a wonder everything doesn't have black spot, myself included. Um, so black spot is a fungal infection that thrives in, in warm and damp conditions. And we're in the end of October now, and I think it's, about, it's still about 13 or 14 it's, it's degrees. It's extremely warm. I mean, I was, I was given on the weather forecast. I think it's got 18 degrees for tomorrow. You know what I mean? We, we're having a very mild... Thank God. Thank God we don't have the heating on. Yes, yeah. So with with those mild temperatures and the amount of rain, it's it's perfect conditions for the for every fungal infection in the garden. My advice is do absolutely nothing because the roses are going to drop their leaves soon anyway. When they drop their leaves, I suppose the only thing the only advice I would give is don't leave the infected black spot leaves around the base of the plant because they will spread it back into the soil. So do remove them. Um, you can put them into your own compost bin or put them into the the brown bin for the the council. Um, but I would 
uh, not leave them around the rose plants. But I wouldn't be treating them with copper sulfate or anything like that at this time of the year. Uh, I'm a great believer in deciduous plants. When they when they drop their leaves, you know they're going to lose a lot of the infection anyway, so to do nothing. And if it, if in, in next spring when you when you if when they're cut back and just before they come back into new growth, you could drench the plant then with a solution of copper sulphate and water which will help to prevent it happening again next year. OK, but it's purely down to the, to the weather uh, conditions. Now, Kean hasn't specified what type of hedge, unfortunately, he has, but he says, our hedge is decaying in the middle with no leaves on it at present. Could you ask, Peter, is there anything can be done to restore to its former glory? And I'm wondering, is it a grisolinia hedge because somebody else is on about a section of their hedge, a grisolinia hedge, where the middle one middle and one outer section has no leaves so I don't know if it's if Keynes is a grisolinia hedge or not You see Keynes may or may not be so I can't really answer it specifically either it could be a conifer hedge as well or you know yeah, I, so I if Kean, yeah if Keen wants to get in more information uh, to us uh, please do but for the grisolinia hedge well, do you know what? I was just going to say, I can't give a definite answer on either one anyway okay. um, because with the grisolinia I would imagine with, with um, both any or both, it is probably a fungal infection again. Um, it could be without putting the fear of God in people. It could be a problem called phytophthora, which is a is a problem, and it does wipe out established plants seemingly at random. Um, and it can be common in Grisinia, unfortunately. The thing to do if it is that is is to remove the infected plant roots and all, and get as much of the soil out as is possible, and put in clean soil, uh, and maybe not to plant, but maybe not to plant. Grislinia in its place. Now, if it's a hole in an established hedge, obviously putting something else in there would look all wrong. But very often when it's an established hedge, you won't need to replace it because the plant on either side will fill in the gap, provided the infection hasn't spread to them. So that's a question of wait and see. But I would, in the first case, certainly get the, the dead one out and the, 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 the dead one at the end so you've got one in the centre and one at the end. I would get them out sooner rather than later, uh, as much soil as possible, put in fresh soil, clean soil. Uh, but I would do nothing in terms of replacements. I would let the hedge just fill in the gap itself, which I imagine it will fairly quickly. Donna, my listener, put in rhubarb in the summer. It's quite big now. What does she do with it over winter? Nothing. Leave, leave, leave it to nature. It'll die back itself uh, as the temperatures drop. Um, just clean it up and then give it a, give it a mulch. Then with the, if you go down to the beach after a storm and get some seaweed, uh, give it a good seaweed mulch or, or a mulch even with... They, they are quite hungry and the more you mulch them over the winter, the better they'll do. So even your own homemade compost, any good organic material to give them a mulch uh, and that'll help them for next year. But really, even if you don't, if they're doing well, they, they'll continue to do well into next year. A listener has a miniature hydrangea plants uh, wants to know what do you do with them for the winter do they need to be cut back uh, you see there's a couple of different types of hydrangeas now without getting too far into it hydrangea macrophylla which are the ones that we all kind of regard as hydrangeas which are the lace cap types or the, the mop head types they I say this with no degree of experience but I have seen them marketed some of the varieties marketed over the last couple of years as dwarf or miniature I'm not sure how dwarf or miniature they are because just because I haven't grown them. But then the reason I say all this is because then there are other hydrangeas which are actually indoor. For, for not, They're only suitable for indoor here and I think to the best of my knowledge they're hortensia hydrangeas. Um, if the, so the reason I say all this is they are quite low growing and if it's an indoor type well then it will need to become indoors for the winter. However, 
if it's one of the the macrophylla types which have been which are being marketed as dwarf, then they'll be fine to be left out during the winter months. Um, but I would cut them back. But I would wait. I would wait till the other side of the winter, just in case we get extremely low temperatures during the winter. And who knows, we might. Um, by leaving this year's growth and the old dead flowers on it, it does give a certain degree of protection to the base of the plant from frost and snow. So I would leave it alone, and then let's say end of February is when I would start cutting it back. Okay, and uh, David is doing his armchair gardening at the moment. He's got all his plans in place uh, for next year. And one of the jobs he has to do, he says, I need to move roses next year because they're not thriving where they are because they've ended up in the shade due to a tree overhead. So I'm moving the roses. I know I can't put roses back into that space, but is there anything else I can't plant where roses once were? No, the, the, no, there isn't. It's a, sp- a replant disease, it's called. He's absolutely right not to plant roses back where roses were, believe it or not, for 15 years. Um, but there is, it's, it's a replant disease is what it's referred to as, and it's specific. It's actually a disorder, not a disease, but uh, it, it's specific to roses. So no, you're not limited as to anything else you could put back in there. But obviously the fact it's a shaded area, he's got to keep that in mind. Correct. It'll, you'll be limited because of the shade, but not because of the replant disease. But um, And depending on how heavy the shade is, of course, it be- does become more and more challenging. And if it's very close to the, the, the tree, you might get to the point where, where nothing really, except some spring bulbs, will grow there. OK. All right. We'll leave it there. Thanks for that, Peter. You're very welcome. Thanks, Have a good Rich. week. We'll speak again next week. That's uh, Peter Dowd on theirishgarden.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.